Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and ed tech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. everybody welcome to the teacher cast educational network my name is jeff bradbury thank you so much for joining us today and making teacher cast your home for professional development this is ask the tech coach podcast episode number 251 this is that week we've been talking about this is the week where 10,000 educators are all joining down in florida to celebrate educational technology, networking, and all things digital learning at the FETC conference. If you're down here this week, we would love to have you join us. I'm gonna be doing a great session on Friday, uh, 10.30 to 12.30, all about productivity in the instructional coaching world. Love to have you guys come down, check it out. And of course, if you see us in the hallways rocking around, let me know, I would love to get it, get together with you there. If you're not able to make the conference this week, there's so many other great things that you can do to follow the FETC conference. You can, of course, check out FETC on, on all their uh, social medias, hashtag FETC on Twitter, X, LinkedIn, Instagram, all that great stuff. Check it out. And if you haven't had a chance to yet, we've got a lot of great FETC, FETC shows that we've done recently with Jennifer Womble, Adam Bello, and so many other coaches that are going to be down there doing some stuff. So check out all the great things happening over at FETC today. And if this is the first time that you're listening to one of our Ask the Tech Coach shows, welcome. My name is Jeff Bradbury. I'm a 10 plus year instructional coach. And this is the show where we take a deep dive into all the things that matter for instructional coaches. If you're a reading coach, tech coach, literacy coach, math coach, we've got a lot of great things for you this year. And I am excited that you guys are here. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Today, we're going to be talking about a subject that recently came up a lot in our Facebook groups, not only our Instructional Coaches Network, but also in the New to Coaching Facebook group by our friend Allison Peterson. And somebody posted, hey, I'm a tech coach and I want to learn a little bit more about artificial intelligence. How do I use it? How do I make it easy for myself? What kind of prompts do I use? And so I decided to start to figure that out myself. And I found two amazing instructional coaches that are experts in this field. And we're going to be deep diving all into the world of artificial intelligence today. And I'm so thrilled to bring on Miss Alyssa Harden. Alyssa, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. It is so nice to have you here. Thanks so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm in year three of being a tech coach, so kind of a newbie. Um, And prior to that, I taught sixth grade math. Um, here in Texas. And when you're saying you're coaching, what does that look like? Tell us a little bit about your program. So my school is uh, called Digital Learning Specialist. Um, so we actually had a huge refresh on our technology. So it is de- definitely technology focused. Um, mm. But also I'm coaching teachers just everyday coaching, you know, like whatever they need, (laughs) I'm helping them. So it's a little bit of instructional, but with the digital focus 
Now, do you have other instructional coaches in your building, in your district? Is it, what does the coaching program look like? So for us, we all have a secondary campus, and then we also go to an elementary campus. So um, there is one at every secondary campus, and then the elementaries have someone somewhere. Nice. And, and have you started to use AI? Have you deep dived into this? Is this uh, something that you're starting to use uh, personally, or have you really like brought this into your coaching world? Um, yes, to all of that. I have used it personally. I've used it um, with, you know, helping me with those subjects that I might not be um, strong in, but I'm coaching those teachers. I have a science two science teachers and a social studies teacher that I'm coaching and I taught math. So I use it a lot um, for how to help them make their lessons engaging. Uh, I use it for productivity and I use it um, all I can think of right now, but um, yeah, I use it quite a bit. Well, I'm so happy that you're here today to share with us uh, how this works and how we can be using it for our coaching program. Also on the show today, is Rachel Maracle. Rachel, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. I'm great. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to have you on here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm in the same district as Alyssa, and I do the same job as her. So I'm a digital learning specialist. I support a middle school, intermediate, and an elementary. Um, this is my second year as a digital learning specialist, and I, too, taught math before this. And what was that like making that transition from the classroom into a coaching role? So I've been wanting to do this pretty much since I entered the classroom. I knew I wanted to get into some kind of leadership. I have background of being a leader from my military days. Um, so I knew um, taking on a role as a teacher that I eventually wanted to lead teachers. And I say that loosely, right? I'm not an administrator by any stretch, but I feel I get to help them grow in their instructional practices using technology. What are some of the challenges that you have been facing this year? I'm asking specifically, because you said it was your second year. Like, What are some of the things that are coming up this year that you've been able to work with or work through? Well, the say, just like Alyssa said, we got an entire technology refresh through the whole district. So that means every single teacher from pre-K to 12th grade has to use new technology in their classrooms that some of them aren't comfortable with. So it's, you know, getting in there and reaching those teachers where they are and making sure that we support them in the ways that they need it when they need it. Thanks. Well, thank you both for being here. And of course, if you're interested in joining us for an episode of Ask the Tech Coach, we would love to have you on. Uh, we do our shows every single week. We drop this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the different podcast platforms every single Monday. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe. And please feel free to share this on the different uh Social platforms, I noticed a couple times on Facebook, people are like, I wish there was a coaching podcast. This is that one for you. So Rachel and Alyssa, the question came up recently on Facebook here. It says, I'm looking for ways to use AI to help lesson plan my teachers. It's overwhelming. And I'm looking for something to ease the workload a little bit as an instructional coach. Is this possible? Is it possible to use AI to make your coaching life a little bit less stressful? Let's talk about teachers in a second here, but as a coach, how can we be harnessing AI and what kind of AI can we be using to lessen the load a little bit for us as coaches? I absolutely um, love using it. I think 
what I like personally is that it kind of helps me be creative. You know, sometimes you just have that block where you can't think about, you know, what's a new way that I can show teachers how to do something, you know? So I like to go in there and play around with the different ones because you're going to get a little bit different responses from different AI models. Um, so I like to go in and try a few and see what I see what I get for just creativity. Um, that alone helps, but it, you can put it in. I want to create a PD over this topic. Give me an outline for a 45 minute session and it's going to spit out an outline. Um, and what I'm learning is the prompt is the thing. That's what you have to get good at is writing the prompt so that you get the response that you want. So you want to um, be detailed, but don't put in like personal, you know, things yet because uh, we're still not sure where that's being stored and housed and all that. But, um, you know, as detailed as you can to get those those good feedback back from the chat bots. And I'm glad you mentioned the word prompt. This is obviously one of those things that I'm looking forward to learning more as we go through FETC this week. Everybody has their own way of starting prompts. What is your recommendation? So I think the key to it's a chat bot. So you treat AI when you're chatting with it like you're chatting with a friend or what you chatting so if you put in a prompt you can put it in generic and basic as you want and then it, it's going to give you what it's going to give you and then you don't start a new chat you don't start a new thread you just keep saying well i'd like more specific or more humorous or more fun or less this or more this and or you just keep talking to it so it can understand where you're trying to get mm -hmm. and it it, that teaches the, because it's artificial intelligence, so we have to teach it how we want it to, to work. And so the more you chat with it saying, well, not so much this and more this, or I want it to be for 30 minutes instead of 20 minutes or whatever, that it'll learn and it'll help and it'll be faster and better for everyone following you too. Well, could you give me some examples here? I started to, to play around uh, when I was researching information for my FETC workshop. And I started with, write me an outline for a two hour coaching workshop. And it, you know, it didn't know what that was. And then I tried, you know, you are an instructional coach at a conference, putting on a two hour workshop for 30 people. Give me a, you know, kind of set the stage. And then I'm asking the questions and it, it, it maybe it just doesn't understand the term instructional coach. I don't know, but help me with this one. How do we do this the right way? I think maybe some of some things that you might um, find is if you go to like the education specific ones, you might, it might give you a better response <clears throat> instead of just going to like chat GPT. That's kind of broad. There's one called magic school and EduAid are the two top ones that I've kind of learned about. Absolutely. Um, that are education based. So try going there and put that same thing in there and see if you a little bit different response. And you and can also just try different things where you say a technology instruction or, um, you know, coaching teachers, yeah. whatever it might be, just, just add a detail in there that will target it a little more towards not necessarily 30 people because that they don't, you could do it to one person that wouldn't care, but what do those 30 people want to get out of it? I want them to learn about X, Y, Z, whatever that might be. Now, recently, our good friend Eric Kurtz put out a series of videos, and at the time of recording this, he has six, 
And they're basically like, you know, eight to 12 minute videos going through a number of these tools. He's got some of them I've heard of, some of them I haven't. He's got Magic School, Educate AI School, uh, AI Goblin Tools. There's a lot of different ones out there. So it's starting to get overwhelming, right? I haven't, I haven't even played around with a lot of this stuff. I did get an account for Magic School, but where does one start with all of this? Are they all the same? Are they different? Are they all pulling from a version of chat GPT? What could you tell me about how to move forward with this? Uh, I would just maybe start with one, try it out, you know, um, don't dabble in all of them all at once, but I do think they do give you different results. Um, I know for, I know I was listening to uh, Matt Miller and Holly Clark podcast the other day, and they were talking about the differences between the 3.5 that's open to the public. And then the 4.0, that's a paid subscription for chat GPT and just what it can do. So I think it depends on which, you know, version they're pulling from maybe, but, um, I lost my train of thought. I don't know. Well, and also think about, you know, just like any other platform, some people are Apple people, some people are Samsung people. Mm -hmm. And you don't know that until you try both, right? Or you've seen both and go, oh, I don't like that, or I like this. So chat is exactly the same thing. So I like one that's called Claude AI, but it's just the the look of the, the site, right? It could be the look of it. That could just be the general way it gives you responses back that you like. Um, so like Alyssa said, if you try chat GPT and it's just not your, your vibe, try a different one. But the, if you're looking for school ones, you know, for school specific and you want that kind of lens, then, you know, magic school um, is a really good one to start with. When we're looking at this for coaches, is this something that we should be, I don't want to say keeping to ourselves, but, should we be doing coaching sessions with teachers where we're showing these things off? I'm Absolutely. asking that question with my, you know, administrator hat on with my director of digital learning hat on, you know, these tools are not necessarily approved by school districts. These tools are not necessarily um, approved in your state. So going into a teacher and saying, check out this brand new tool. And then they sign up with their school account if a school district or, you know, a technology department or whatever hasn't signed off on these, you as a coach could potentially be telling a teacher to do something that is not approved, approved yet in your school district. Well, I definitely, you should check with you know, your leaders before you do it. Um, but the president, apparently, according to this podcast that I was listening to the other day, even put a directive in something that they were talking about, about AI and the future of education. So it's coming in, in education. Um, and I think it's our responsibility to play around with it and get to know it before it's too, you know, before we're behind the game, you know? So I think it's important to, to talk, have that conversation, start that conversation in, even if it's just talking to teachers about, Hey, what do you think is going to, you know, like, how would you see education changing? Maybe it's, that just talking about what they see, how they might need to change their instruction to, you know, students are going to be figuring it out too, if they're not already, which they are, and they're going to be using it at home. Like our district has a blocked for students, but not mm -hmm. for teachers. And our superintendent is very um, open to teachers using it. So 
I'm I'm telling teachers sh- shouting it from the rooftop to anything to help, you know, their plates. So, what about the idea that teachers are are easily finding brand new lesson plans and they're 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 doing these lesson plans, but the curriculum department, who's ultimately in charge of what's happening in the classroom, doesn't have a clue because a teacher is just going to Chat GPT and finding something, and tomorrow they're implementing it in their classroom. I often think about those, those those curriculum leads going, they don't know every single lesson that's happening. I mean, they might know the topics that they're recommending, but if every teacher's just finding something that some chatbot is recommending, that might not be the best thing for a school district. Well, just like with students, if they, if they use Chad GPT to write a paper for them, if the teacher knows them well enough, they'll be able to tell that that student didn't write that because they know the competency level and the, the you know mastery level of that student. So it goes to the same of teachers. If they're not internalizing their lessons and they're not understanding what they need to teach with the scope and sequence or whatever they use for their district um, that they have, then that's, that's just a learning point for coaches to help teachers. Now, whatever you come up with in ChatGPT or whatever platform you use isn't necessarily the be-all, end-all, the final product of what you run with with whatever the project is that you're working on. You should always take it and review it and go, "Mm, I like this piece, I don't really like this piece. And if there is something that you're just not sure about, that you're just not familiar about, find someone that is familiar about it and go, look, I found this. Is this, does this fit in our scope and sequence? Does this fit align with our skill standard for our, whatever you happen to be working on at the moment? So I think it's just understanding that chat GPT or AI is not the ultimate answer. You still have to take it and internalize it and see if it's really what you need and what you want. Plus like searching on the Google, you know, on the internet about something, you have to make sure that it's reliable and it's, um, you know, that's true. And factual, that's the same thing with this. Like it's, it's known to give errors. So it's not going to be, I'm going to put it in and then I'm going to go in five minutes before I start teaching and just, you know, go straight from chat GPT. Like, but if you're, if your students write a paper to use your example and they turn it in and you have a way through turn it in or something like that to catch them, that's a situation where the student's work has to funnel through you. If you're the curriculum director, those lesson plans are not getting funneled by you. Well, but you'll understand, you'll see in the data or you'll see in, you know, other kind of metrics that, mm, you know, someone's not doing, you know, as well. I wonder why. And then you can have that conversation with, you know, are you using our scope and sequence? Are you doing, are you aligning with the state standards, all those things? And if the answer is no, and well, you can, you can ask the five whys and get down to the fact that they use chat GPT and they just put in the chat once and went with it. And then you can have those conversations, right? It's not, you know, I don't think it's just assuming that anything that comes out of chat GPT can't be uh, useful. It's just that you have to trust that teachers will do use it appropriately. And that comes down to training, right? That comes down to knowledge that comes down to um, not hiding behind the fact that it's, it's really out there and we can't go pretend it's not. When I'm looking at these sites, there's the free version and then there's the paid version. 
And I don't want to get into the individual, you know, I don't want to have, you know, we're not endorsed by any of these particular things here, but I am looking at one particular, I just signed into the account here and basically it's a hundred dollars for a year. Um, should coaches be looking at doing this? I mean, you've, we've already talked about the fact that ChatGPT is free, but there's a paid version which gives you the the, the point, you know, the 4.0 features. Uh, this particular platform, you know, if you if you pay the upload or the upgrade, you get a lot more um, AI features to it. Um, you don't have to answer this question. Have you guys paid for any of these? Are, are you, can you know, can you recommend anything? What's your thoughts on having to pay for your own AI so that way you can get your coaching job um, under control? I haven't paid for any. I don't feel Nor have I. right now to pay for it or probably ever. I mean, I'm using it more for just sparking ideas and helping me word things. Maybe, you know, if I'm trying to sound a little more engaging mm -hmm. in my presentation or my email or my newsletter, whatever. I'm, I'm don't, I haven't felt the need to pay for it. So. Nor have I, I just, there's too many out there to try from because in the beginning um, you would pay for it because you are only allowed like five strands or something, five prompts a day or within whatever time period. And if you, you know, exceeded that, you know, you had a problem, but now chat, cause jet GPT was basically the starting catalyst of all this, but now there's so many of them. Okay. If I reach my five with chat GPT, I'm just going to go to Claude or magic school or whatever else and, and try it there. When we're looking at this world of AI, there's many different varieties. And when I'm talking to administrators, when I'm talking to school district leaders, they say, you know, AI is good, AI is bad. And I, I, I recently had a conversation where, unfortunately, my opinion, the school district basically said all AI is, you know, we're not there yet. And I kind of put into the conversation, you know, are your kids using Canva? And they said, yes, well, there's AI in Canva. You know, the idea that you're going to put an image in and it takes the background out Technically, that's using artificial intelligence. Should we be teaching those schools, uh, those students, how to use those kinds of features? And it, it almost was like that school administrator had never thought about that, right? So the term AI isn't just chat GPT, write something in and do it. A chat GPT could also be Microsoft designer, you know, go put in a prompt and it pops out a Funko thing or a, a Smurf or a, whatever it happens to be, or it could be go design me something um, as a podcast image. I was recently updating all of our podcast images. I went to Microsoft designer said, make me a podcast image for ask the tech coach. And it gave me seven or eight great examples. And then I took that into like a blank canvas and I tried to build it by myself. What are your thoughts on all the different types of AI that aren't chat GPT like? Should we be having special ideas for that? Um, Adobe, I know, is going to be at FETC this week, putting out a lot of great uh, content creator type AI podcasting, AI video AI. Uh, what's your thoughts on bringing those types of things into either your coaching, your teachers, or or even your classroom? Let's just say that your kids are using an Adobe product. Should you be training on AI for that? I think so. I mean, this is the future and this is what these kids are going to have to know how to do when they get, when they leave school. Like this is their job in the future. You know, they're going to be looking for kids that know how to work AI. So I think it's, I think it's time. Start now. 
I think another example would be, uh, you know, we worry about plagiarism with papers and stuff like that. And when we look at that, instead of, you know, going against the AI or pictures, right, creating a poster or whatever, it could be really anything that they didn't generate from a blank canvas, sheet of paper, whatever, on their own. Mm-hmm. And we go, well, you didn't create that. I don't know you know how to do this skill, whatever it is. Or you could look at it and say, okay, I want you to use AI and find me two or three examples of whatever the skill is that you're trying to teach. And they pull up two or three, and then you have the conversation about which one's better and why, or why would you use this element of this one or this element of the second example. And you have that conversation about what it looks like and go to that deeper level of, okay, AI can create it for us but is it good? Should I use it? Could it be better? I think, I mean, people might say that they're worried about like, oh, this is another thing to make our critical thinking go down, you know? But I think if it's phrased right and and presented correctly, I think it can be the opposite. Like it takes more cognitive thinking to be able to compare these two essays and tell me what's good about this and what's good about that. Um, you know, I I know when I was in school, I always struggled to do, to start the creation, you know, like I needed that exemplar. So I think if it's approached in, this is, this is an exemplar, why, what, what makes it good, you know? And I think it just opens doors for a deeper understanding of why things are the way that they are. You know, there's, there's a lot that I'm looking forward to this week in FETC here to, to check this stuff out. there's a lot of AI sessions and booths that I'm going to be hitting up and we're we're going to try to stay on top of all of this as every other, you know, content creator is, I'm going to try to get as many of these companies to come onto the show and and talk to you directly and, 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 and answer those questions. So if you have any questions that maybe we're not covering today, or you'd like to see us cover on the show, please leave us an email over at feedback at teachercast.net. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you go on over to askthetechcoach.com, you can sign up for our instructional coaches networks. We've got one on Facebook, one on LinkedIn. And of course, you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. We're going to be covering as much of this as humanly possible or as generative AI as possible with all of these different things. I, I'm curious, when, when you're doing this in class, um, and I know you said that you guys both work in the same district, what questions are you getting? from other coaches. I mean, if this, you know, if another coach walks in and sees you using this or sees you trying it, or are you promoting that you're using it? What are the, what are some of the questions that you're taking as far as your uses of artificial intelligence as a coach? I, I have, I'm promoting that I'm using it. I have no shame in it. <laughs> so um, I tell people that I'm using it and kind of how I'm using it. Um, I'm, I haven't really had any questions from from other coaches um, other than what sh- what can I use? How can I use it? What, you know, what, how can it help the teachers is really kind of the lens that they keep coming to. Like, what mm-hmm. can we do to, what can we show the teachers that will help them? So that's, I guess that's the only questions that I've kind of gotten. I've had a couple teachers uh, ask me how do they protect, you know, that whole comp, that plagiarism aspect of it. And I just, I, like I said earlier, I just brought up the lens of instead of fighting against it, because let's face it, we, we're, we're not going to win this battle, right? It's too smart. It's too fast. Um, and too many people use it. Um, right. So 
instead of fighting it, let's embrace it and figure out how it can enhance our teaching, both help the students think critically and analytical, right? We want them to have analytical skills so that when they see a picture, because I saw this yesterday, someone had a picture that was generated with AI and it looked so real. But if you looked at the details of it, you would see that her wrist didn't match her hand, right? Her, the belly was going through, the man's belly was going through the counter. Like just, if, but if you generally just skim over the picture, you wouldn't see that. But if you look critically at it and analyze it, you would see those things. So I think it's, I had that conversation, just we need to analyze the work and understand what, what's the skill we're trying to achieve and master and how do we get there? And then I had an AP um, ask me how I created something um, for a newsletter. And I said, well, I had a general idea of what I wanted it, but I, I needed, I wanted it to sound better than what was my brain was ready to produce at that moment. And so I used AI to create it. And she was like, that's amazing. I tweaked it after I, you know, generated, I'm like, yeah, that's not it. Let's tweak this to this and this to this. And, and I made it my own, but in general, I got a lot, of, oh, that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly what I'd like to say. But I, my brain was in a fog and I couldn't think of it. And she was like, that's amazing. So now she uses it too. So, I mean, it's just a, it's just a conversation about how to work with it instead of against it. Is your school uh, Microsoft focused or Google focused? We kind of both. Kind of both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what What are your thoughts between? I mean, have you tried? I'm sure you know Bard as a as a chat box versus Microsoft's you know Bing Chat and stuff like that. Have Have you found one's easier or one works more responsive to your needs? I have tried. I I don't know. Like my go to was always Chat GPT, but I just tried Bard earlier today, and I was like, oh, I kind of like that. That sounded a little bit better. So I'm I'm gonna have to play around. We also have Copilot. Copilot. So they opened up something for us um, to try out the Copilot one, which I think mm -hmm. is Microsoft as well. Um, yeah. I haven't tried that one yet. So I've I've dabbled in that one a little bit, um, but they all I don't know. I I can't necessarily pick a favorite yet <laughs> as we look ahead here there's so many topics like i mentioned that we're going to be bringing on to the show what advice do you have for instructional coaches that are listening to this and are looking to stick their toe in that water and and just to start this or to start those conversations with their district leadership i would say Joe, just try it just come up with something and, and just try it and show instead of saying it works go up to someone that's hesitant and said, what would you like to learn more about? And whatever they say, they could say butterflies. And you can say, I would like to learn about butterflies into chat GPT and give me the life cycle of a butterfly. And I know we could all go to an encyclopedia and look that up or whatever, but you can, you can dive into what you want and then show them what it can do. Instead of just saying it does X, Y, and Z, have them give you something that they want to learn about or do better with or whatever and put it in there and start working with it and seeing what it it responds to you with instead and, of you know looking at it like oh i can't i can't do this you can do this it's you just gotta try and step. depending on who you're working with like there is a difference right if you just say tell me about the life cycle of butterflies that's different than starting with i am a fourth grade student writing a report T tell me about butterflies I would imagine there's some, Absolutely. you know, there's, there's overlapping facts, but it would treat those prompts differently because you're saying I'm a 10 year old versus 
I'm a teacher writing a lesson plan on butterflies. Absolutely. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody who's looking to start this conversation? Um, agree with Rachel, but I also have found a lot of books and podcasts that I've been diving in and reading. I'm, I'm really good about reading about halfway through a book and then stopping. So I haven't finished any books, um, but I have some started and I, listen to a lot of podcasts about it and just just reading just reading all about it and listen and taking in all the information have you had the opportunity to talk to students or do a focus group or you know while you're working with a group just you know hey what it, what are your thoughts on this i mean what what do your students feel and think about this topic i haven't yet um just because it's it's blocked on our, you know, district computers. I'm, you know, they could access at home, but I haven't talked to the students. I know um, when I listen to Holly Clark, she talks about if it's blocked for your students, have the teacher pull it up and just pull up two, you know, things right there and let the teacher use it and then have that conversation with the students. So I think um, that would be interesting in a classroom to watch that conversation happen, but I haven't, I haven't done it yet. Interesting. As when we come back from FETC, and I mentioned this in our last episode, I'm going to be starting a new position as a middle school tech teacher. And I've thought a lot as I prepare for this new position of where do I want to bring in the AI conversation? And I, I definitely want it to be a part of my teaching. I definitely have already used it as part of my planning. And it's just a matter of how do I bring up these topics into that middle school? Do I bring it into sixth grade? Do I bring it into eighth grade? Or do I just start to introduce these things at some level? Again, you know, the GPT type of AI versus the Adobe creative type of AI. And how do we use that to enhance things like audio production, video production, website design, all of those different things that we bring into here. It's certainly a topic that's getting a lot of interest in, in our Facebook groups. And of course, you can be a part of that Facebook group by going over to askthetechcoach.com, scrolling down to the bottom and joining our Instructional Coaches Network. We would love to have you guys join us. We have a great conversation each and every week and would love to have you guys be on it. Uh, Rachel, Alyssa, thank you so much for being on the show today. Alyssa, where do we find more information about the great work that you're doing? Uh, on Twitter at Alyssa Harden is my Twitter handle. So excellent. And Rachel, where do we find out more about the great work that you're doing on Twitter at Rachel Miracle. And we want to say thank you guys for joining this episode of Ask the Tech Coach, episode number 251. We've been talking today all about AI in the coaching classrooms. Hope you guys found this successfully um, wonderful. And if you have any questions, please feel free to email us over at feedback at teachercast.net. Don't forget to like and subscribe this show and share it with your friends. I love the fact that we can be shared amongst all of our different social networks. Please feel free to do that and let us know that you guys are out there. It is great to have you part of TeacherCast's professional learning network and that wraps up this episode of ask the tech coach on behalf of rachel and Alyssa and everybody here on TeacherCast. my name is jeff bradbury reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students you've been listening to ask the tech coach hosted by jeff bradbury of the TeacherCast educational network please reach out to the show with all of your questions on twitter at ask the tech coach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes and please take a moment to write a review in the app store